Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black, author of the 1100 Leadership Solution, How to Be the Leader You Would Want. I'm a leadership coach, facilitator, dad to an amazing son, and all-around nice guy. At least I think so. I think we're as connected as society as we've ever been, yet we're more disconnected than ever. I want to change that. My purpose and passion is to help you learn to connect so you can be a better leader, a better parent, a better partner. Connected leadership, it matters. Remember to subscribe and thanks for listening. Okay, let's do this. Have you ever thought about the fact that you, yeah, you might be your team's biggest problem? Well, it's true. And sometimes the truth hurts. So by the end of this episode, you'll have learned the role the leader plays in the team effectiveness or lack thereof, as well as the first steps to figuring out whether you're an enabler or a disabler of your team. And, and specifically, we'll talk about some toxic behaviors that, uh, that maybe you as a leader can have that, uh, that stifle your your team's effectiveness. So I'm Daryl Black. I've spent almost, uh, well, three decades, oh man, uh, doing emergency response and emergency management, responding to disasters, things like Hurricane Katrina and a bunch of other, uh, other missions and things like that. And I'm taking those lessons I've learned in those environments and helping you apply them to your personal and professional lives. So a couple of announcements. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I have written a book and it's the 1100 Leadership Solution and um, it uh, has done really, really well, actually. And uh, that said, I'm working currently literally on another one um, that's taking a lot, literally the lessons I've learned, uh, as I said, in the emergency management world and and kind of civilianizing the lessons and changing the top context into more of a corporate environment. So working on that right now. Um, so we have kind of a first or maybe a second or third draft. I don't remember where we're at now, but just uh, constant iterations and, and reviews and things like that. So that's where we're at with that. So stay tuned. Now let's do a, a quick review, shall we? So leadership as we define it is Social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others to achieve a goal. Okay, so social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others to achieve a goal. A connected leader, which is where I want us all to go, is a self-aware leader that facilitates and doesn't dictate. It's one who leads through respect and not fear. One who leads with inspiration and not exasperation. And one who is vulnerable, empathetic, compassion and calm and expects the same of those around them. And in summary, a connected leader is one who connects first and then leads. So that is ultimately what this podcast is about. It is, is enabling you to connect with others before you can lead them. And we've talked ad nauseum about leadership 2.0, where we're taking the model of leadership that historically was, was this, you know, leader is here and then everyone supports the leader flipping that absolutely around and um, and now the leader supports the team. And today's episode will be, uh, you know, one more rung in that ladder, moving us towards being connected leader. We talked about values last week and specifically Captain America. So I still have the prop on my desk here. So where is he? Uh, no, not going to zoom in properly. That's okay. 
So specifically, Captain America has values and, and values are, well, we all have values, but values are those things that we hold important to ourselves. And a good example would be if you have kids uh, wanting to raise them in a certain way or feeling, making them uh, feel certain things are more important than others. So respect for others, respect for themselves comes up quite often, something like that. And Captain America, obviously, in order to lead, uh, your your leader must have values that resonate with you. And so in the in with Captain America, the world loves Cap because the values that he has obviously connect with us on a visceral or a subconscious level. And so your your values are really a sense of what what are right or wrong. And in the absence of guidance, they give you some clear direction and they determine your priorities and, and really are a measure of whether you're you're happy or unhappy, whether it be personally or, or professionally as well. Now, the key point of this episode is the fact that you as the leader are actually critical in the team's effectiveness or non-effectiveness. And so we're going to talk about that. And the concept that I'll use to, or the analogy I'll use to demonstrate this is the leader as a lid. So here's another prop for you. Now, every team, every crew, every partnership, every dynamic of human beings macro down to the micro has that dynamic at play whereby the leader whoever it might be is actually the lid and there is no team there is no crew there is no agency there is no organization there is no establishment that will ever supersede the limits of the leader okay i'll say that again the leader is the one that will absolutely limit the effectiveness of a team hands down. And I get it that that's a little bit heavy. Maybe you don't like to hear that, but that is the truth. It is not the team that is either effective or ineffective. It's us as leaders. So if we create an environment whereby they can, they can flourish, they can be innovative, they can be creative, they can be empowered, there's a lot of trust, great communication, then that's great. But on the downside, us as leaders, if we create an environment that's exactly the opposite, if we're ruling by fear, if we're micromanaging, if we're being insensitive or non-empathetic, we're actually going to suck the life out of that team and we are going to be the lid. And it will be stopping that team from doing what it needs to do. And by definition, the individuals on that team aren't going to be able to do what they need to do. And the mission suffers. So that is the key point. Leader is a lid. You will always be the one factor, the one limiting factor often, that will stop your entire team from excelling. So we'll talk about that. What does it look like for a, a leader as a lid for one that's not a bottleneck, one that's not limiting the effectiveness, the innovation and the creativity and the trust and the communication of a team. Well, we've talked about the various roles of a leader before. The leader is essentially like a conductor, if you recall. So the conductor is one that isn't actually playing the instruments, but the conductor is listening with uh, great acuity this coming from a guy that's never been, I've been to a symphony, I guess, and maybe some opera stuff, but 
certainly not an expert, but that said, uh, they're standing and they're raised or elevated slightly and they're listening. Well, they also have a visual, of course, over the entire orchestra, but obviously the more important part is they are listening. They are, they're very much in tune to the various instruments and groups of instruments that are being played and they're able to make an adjustment. They are not the ones playing the instruments, even though chances are they could play one or many of the instruments that are being played in the orchestra. That is not their job. Their job is to conduct it. Their job is to facilitate the playing of the music and not actually do it. The leader is also a counselor. And yes, you would like to think, or you, maybe you think that people need to be less sensitive. I totally get it. I totally get where you're coming from there. I don't agree. But there's definitely that premise out there. So a counselor definitely has to have the ability uh, to sit somebody down and have a chat with them, figure out how they're doing, figure out what makes them tick, help them out, support them maybe on a, on a non-professional level, like maybe it's, it's giving them a bit of time off, whatever that might look like or whatever. So definitely there needs to be a, a counselor portion of leadership. The leader needs to be a coach, and we're going to spend a lot of time on, on that, the leader as a coach, but essentially it's now enabling somebody or teaching them and moving them from one skill set to another, or maybe bolstering a current skill set or something like that. So the leader has to be able to coach people along the path. The leader has to be a cheerleader. Of course, you know, we, we, we do like... Now, not in the raw, raw, pom-pom sense, I would argue that's odd, but we definitely have to be, as leaders, uh, very positive, and we need to encourage people, and whatever that might look like, but we need to be encouraging and, and helping people along, maybe push them a little bit, prod them, but encouraging them the entire way. Now, yes, the leader also needs to be an ass kicker. Definitely. There are times when you've gone through the whole gamut of, uh, you know, strategies and tactics and, and you've tried to reach, reach somebody, but ultimately it could come down to, look, you got to do it. The standard is this. The standard of behavior is this. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but you got to kind of do it. And some people respond well to, to that motivation as well. Not to an extreme, of course, but Definitely less uh, cheerleader-y and a little bit more ass-kicker-y uh, is sometimes needed. So those are the, the kind of behaviors that I would submit to you enable creativity. They enable innovation. They enable empowerment. They enable trust. They enable communication amongst the team. So as a result, you're not the lid anymore. If you exhibit those behaviors, if you're a facilitator, not a dictator, if you're a counselor, if you're a coach, if you're a cheerleader, if you're the occasional butt kicker, then yes, your team is going to do really, really well. But if you exhibit toxic behaviors on a regular basis, you will be limiting your team's effectiveness. So what do I mean by toxic behaviors? Well, first of all, ruling with a culture of fear or, or nurturing a culture of fear where it is where people are coming into the workplace and their pit there's a pit in their stomachs as they're driving in or they are, are scared to speak up that is a big one as well so if they're doing things because they're scared 
that is not creating the innovation and creativity, empowerment and trust and great communication that we want. And guess what, Lear? That's on you. That's on you to create the culture, not of fear, but of empowerment. But as a leader, sometimes we're creating that culture of fear and not even knowing it. The Another toxic behavior is it's my way or the highway. So I am the leader, and if I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Thank you. All I need to hear is yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. That is the proper response. No. If that is a toxic behavior, if I've ever seen one. So again, think about it. You're a lid. You're a lid in that case. You're pushing that down. You are putting people in a tough spot and you're not encouraging free thought amongst your team. That's a problem and that's on you as a leader. Micromanagement. Whoa, we will be spending a lot more time on this one. This is a, it's a lid, then you put a sandbag on it and then you park a semi truck and then you put um, a building on it. And then on top of the building, you put the moon on the bottle. That is what micromanagement does to your team's effectiveness, FYI. Because what you're doing with micromanagement is you're telling the team that you don't trust them. You don't value them. You don't respect them. And we've talked a lot about respect influence being the most powerful. But micromanager is the exact opposite of what respect looks like. So if you want to stifle your team, micromanage. Yes, you're welcome for that one. But I don't think that's what you want to be. You don't want to be a leader that's stifling. You want to be a connected leader that connects and then leads. So we've got culture, creating culture fear is a toxic behavior. We have my way or the highway is a toxic behavior. Micromanagement is a toxic behavior. Old school biases is a toxic behavior. Now, if I had a dime for every course or workshop or conversation I had about millennials, I would be a rich, rich, rich man. Here's the thing. Labels are the enemy, not the generations. Labels are the enemy, not the generations. So it's not the millennial generation that's the problem. It's the fact that we put, them, put a label on them. Gender is a label. That's a problem. It's not the gender itself. Race, color, creed, religion, all of those things. The list goes on and on and on. All of the biases that we have as leaders, we have to get rid of those biases and treat every individual as an individual. So those old school biases are a toxic behavior because they really disable the connection amongst teams and, and us and teammates. The last one is insensitive and non-empathetic. And if you've followed my work, particularly in the 1-100 leadership solution here, you know that empathy is a big, big value of mine. And it is something that I feel is so important if we are to connect and then lead. But if you're being insensitive, if you're being non-empathetic, in other words, you don't care where the team member is coming from, you'll never lead properly. You are going to be the lid on the team all right so culture of fear my way or the highway micromanagement old school biases 
insensitive and non-empathetic. Those are toxic behaviors that will stifle your team. It will kill the effectiveness of your team. I hope I'm being clear on that. Now, the takeaway for this episode is obviously the zillion dollar question is, how can you tell? You know, it's nice to talk about the positive, being a facilitator, a coach, a cheerleader, all those things, and you know, don't be a toxic asshole. These traits like micromanagement and fear and so on and so forth. But how can you actually tell in the real world? Well, I'm going to give you just some loose guidelines or some questions for you to ask. And that's the takeaway for you for this week. Think about whether, so put yourself back into your team context. Now you're the leader of a team. Think about whether you convey any of these toxic behaviors. Does your team always tell you bad news early or is it late? Or do you have to discover the bad news on your own? So does your team tell you bad news early or late? Or do you even have to figure it out yourself? If the answer is late and you have to find out yourself, chances are somewhere along that list of toxic behaviors, you're exhibiting those. All right. Now you're in a meeting. Are you as the leader, always the one talking? Are you the one going on a diatribe? Are you the one pontificating? Are you the one dictating the pace of the meeting? If the answer is yes, particularly when you ask a question during said meeting and ask for input and there are crickets or there are just safe answers or there are answers that you think that they think you want to hear, that's a problem. So if you ask a question in a meeting and you're getting crickets or just the kind of safe answers or answers that only you want to hear, as far as the team is concerned, somewhere along the line, there has been some toxic behavior happening and probably a culture of fear, frankly, that's pretty prevalent. So keep those in mind. Okay. Those, those couple of kind of litmus tests. The first one is the bad news. You find out early or late, or do you have to find out yourself pretty much every time in meetings? Are you the only one talking? And when you ask a question, what kind of answers do you get? If any, are they safe answers? Are they no answers? Are they ones that people know that you'll agree with? The answers indicate that yes, you are getting the safe answers. You are not getting answers or you're getting information or bad news late or not at all. It's time for a little self-reflection, my friend. And that's the harsh reality. But if you truly want to be an effective leader, connected leader, you don't want to be the lid. You don't want to be the limit for your particular team. So keep that in mind. All right. So our call to action, obviously subscribe to the podcast, go to www.podcast, sorry, darylpodcast.com and easy for me to say www.podcast.com darylpodcast.com. Subscribe. We're on Apple, um, podcasts, Google, uh, SoundCloud for sure, but, uh, definitely do that. Also join our Facebook group. I've left it in the comments. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash DDB connect. It's a free Facebook group. 
So that's the call to action there. And I'll leave you with this. Be a connected leader. Don't just be a manager or just a leader. Be a connected leader. Influence through respect and not fear. Lead with inspiration and not desperation. Be self-aware. Facilitate and don't dictate. Be vulnerable and expect vulnerability. Be empathetic and expect empathy back. Be compassionate, and that includes self-compassion, and expect compassion back. And this one is so important. Be calm. Manage the stress of yourself and your team and expect calmness around you. In summary, a connected leader is one who connects and then leads. So remember to subscribe, share, comment. Let's, uh, let's have a, a conversation around this. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments, whether it be live here or in the replay, about what other behaviors you think cause dysfunction in a team, what the behaviors that you think teams um, are, are, are stifled under, that their effectiveness is greatly limited. I'd be curious. Go ahead and comment below. I'd appreciate it. Till next time, thanks for watching.